Welcome to Worth Watching Once, a podcast where we review Netflix original movies and let you know if they're worth watching or worth skipping. I'm Brady, that's Thais, we're your hosts, and today we're looking at Caliber, a 2018 British drama thriller that clocks in a very reasonable hour and 41 minutes. <laughs> a movie about two lifelong friends on a hunting trip in Scotland who find their nerves and their morals ruthlessly tested after a harrowing turn of events. Ooh. And what a harrowing turn of events that was. Oh my God, yeah. Um, Thais. Was that, the, was that the Netflix synopsis? That was the Netflix synopsis. Okay, Google has... It actually identifies the two friends. We got Vaughn and Marcus, who have been friends since childhood, travel to a remote area of Scottish Highlands for a hunting trip. The pair are tested to the limit when they face a thrilling situation, which neither could have prepared for. Bum, bum, bum. And I feel like both of these synopses, is that how you say it? I'll say it more yeah. confidently. Synopses. Yeah. <laughs> Why do my voice get lower? <laughs> Apparently, lower voices work often. I feel like this is like underselling the limits that were tested. You can only say so much. Right. right? Which I appreciate that it didn't say yeah. anything. Yeah. I, I had no idea what no this idea. movie was going to be, but this, it's, uh, whatever, the teaser kind of just gives you the vibe. Like, yes. you know, you're going to be going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Harrowing. harrowing a good way of putting stuff. it yes it's a it's a movie where you're uneasy on edge mm-hmm. there's so much tension and it's nerve-wracking it is it really is i maybe we should okay for listeners who haven't seen the movie i highly recommend you guys pause here and go watch the movie and then come back for the discussion Definitely worth watching. Definitely. It's like we very can't, good movie. We can't stress it enough. It's a great movie. It's a great ride. Um, I mean, I guess we can give you a little bit of information before you go watch yeah, the let's, movie. Let's if you kick it off it. with the, the the rating. So mm-hmm. we both liked it. Yes. And the IMDB rating is six point eight. Very respectable. Mm-hmm. I would have put a little higher than that, but yeah, me too. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, critics rating was ninety five percent positive and the audience rating was 75 percent positive so uh google users is 82 percent which i feel like people liked it yeah Uh, definitely a movie worth watching and like yeah when like the rotten tomatoes score is high like sometimes the the user like google users would be low or vice versa this Mm -hmm. one both are high like everybody liked it (laughs) a lot of people liked it and it's uh, a first-time director, really. This guy Matt Palmer, who's the director, he also wrote the movie. And mm. if IMDb is to be believed, and his credits on there are, are accurate, this is his first feature-length film that he's written and directed. He's he's written and directed six short films, um, and he also has some credits doing sound and camera and electric work for other projects, but uh, none of them I recognize the short films. I don't recognize that he did. Uh, but what a, what an effort from this guy for his first yeah. feature length film. And it's such a, a tight story. It's so well told. It's only 101 minutes. It's brief, mm-hmm. um, you know, super reasonable length. And 
beautifully filmed. I mean, Scotland looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, I immediately wanted to just go there. I didn't even know yeah. like where exactly we, where we were, but I'm like, these woods just feel so inviting and homey, <laughs> but also kind of like in a creepy way, which I mean, that's what I'm in for. <laughs> and then the, you know, there, there are really four, there are four credited actors in it. There are a lot of lesser characters who play minor roles, but I just, I just want to cover the four main actors. We got the two friends. Mm-hmm. One is Vaughn, as you mentioned, he's played by Jack Loudon. Um, the only thing I've, I've seen that I recognize is Dunkirk. I don't remember him specifically in that movie, but it's been too long since I've seen it, but it really is an incredible, incredible movie directed by Christopher Nolan. And I feel like if you're in that, you're like male British film royalty. It was really, a, it was about war, so it's mostly men in it. And if you're in that, you're like, you know, it's like Mark Rylance and Kenneth Branagh, Tom Hardy, like all these heavy hitters in British cinema. So I feel like that's legit that Jack Loudon's in it. I really don't recognize him from anything else, but shout out to him for that. And, and he was great in this. And his buddy is played by Martin McCann. Another guy I don't recognize. He's a North Ireland actor. Um, he was in the Frankenstein Chronicles, which I, I did see, but don't really remember him in that. Um, he was also in the Pacific, which unfortunately I have not seen, but he was in that with our very good friend, James Badge Dale. Oh, and boy. I feel like at this point, we just have to admit we're like uh, James Badge Dale appreciation podcast. Yeah. He's been on like the last three <laughs> podcasts that we've done. And every week it's like we're doing six degrees of JBD. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't get it, but I love it. And so that's this week. He wasn't in the movie, but just, you know, we had a, we have to get that six degree of separation. Give him a shout yeah. out. Thank you for doing that. Uh, <laughs> um, and Martin, then there, there are the, well, yeah, Martin McCann. He, um, yeah, Martin's also been in a movie I watched um, with my dad once called The Resort with a Z, where like oh. zombies come out and play and you're like stuck at a island resort. It's really fun. Um, yeah. it's kind of, it, it made me think of like a, like a sci-fi original film, you know, like it wasn't, okay you know the greatest thing we've ever seen but it was like if you're into zombie movies like it, it kind of scratched the itch you know i got you yeah 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 but i i didn't even i i knew he looked it was one of those things where like he looked familiar but also he kind of just looked like anyone <laughs> he yeah. just like it i don't know i yeah he whatever i'm gonna cut this out <laughs> i so those are the two main characters i'm reluctant to say that they're the protagonists but like they kind of are but they're also like anti-protagonists like right. but not quite antagonists so it's weird because then they're the other two um the the mcclay brothers i think yeah. they're brothers yeah yeah um, one's played by tony curran a scottish actor he, he's been in a bunch of stuff i've seen or seen part of going back decades but outlaw king was the the main one that stuck out and outlaw king is a netflix original movie i really liked it i think it's worth watching once so just a quick shout out there you get a little two for one today with that recommendation (laughs) uh if you're a chris pine fan chris pine stars in it and you see a whole lot of chris pine uh if you're picking up what i'm putting down so Mm. uh worth worth it for that um and then ian peary i think his name is plays uh 
the other McClay brother. Mm-hmm. No major credits that I recognize, but he did have roles in Gangs of New York and Chernobyl, both fantastic uh, movie and TV show yeah. worth checking out. I mean, he was, I thought he was great in this movie. Um, he was, yeah. The he, acting all around was was great. And those McClay brothers, again, mm-hmm. uh, antagonists, I guess, the way the Tories stole, but like, you know, kind of protagonists in the way that the, the morality of the story um, so we'll get into all that, uh, mm-hmm. but those are the really the main actors worth worth pointing out, and the the two sides of uh, what's going on here. Yeah, and I uh, I would say Kate Bracken too. She was in um, was it a Hulu's or did I maybe I just watched it on Hulu? Uh, Misfits TV series uh, where like these kids were they in like not detention, but it's like mm-hmm. uh, community service or something like that, and they like gain powers. It's a, a British show. It was really fun. Um, I got, she was in there. I don't really remember her from that, but if anyone's watched that. Yeah, awesome. she was one. She looks so familiar. Yeah. I don't know why. Because I looked <laughs> at her. I was like, I definitely know her. I looked at the credits. I don't recognize anything she's in. I don't think I've seen anything she's in. Yeah. I, I recognize Killing Eve, obviously. I've never seen it. but she was Yeah, I haven't either. That. So I, I have no idea why she looks so familiar to me. Oh, and I wanted to watch Being Human, so... Maybe it's like, yeah, we've just seen her being advertised to us, but we actually haven't seen her like act yeah, until. Yeah, she does commercials you know. or something. I don't know. She, <laughs> she looks super familiar though, yeah. uh, for some reason. So, but yeah, I mean, that's that's basically the cast. Yeah, um, that's pretty much it. So we're we're gonna get into some stuff here. If you want to check out the movie, give it a quick pause. Yeah. Go give it a watch, uh, and and come back. But the way the movie starts out to you, so the. We meet the, the two friends pretty much right away. Mm-hmm. Vaughn is there with his pregnant wife. Fiance. Fiance. Which they keep, and I feel like they, it keeps kind of changing throughout. Like the um, the brothers there, they call her the wife, but then Vaughn himself says fiance. So, because when he yeah. tells, um, what's her face at the bar? <laughs> I'm so great with names um, yeah. when he's just like, no, I have a fiance and she's pregnant. And she's like, can you just come drink with me? <laughs> I've had a shit week. And I was like, I can relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> She's like, I don't need anything else from me. I just want company. Cause like you're new and this town is tiny. And, like everyone sucks. Like, please come yeah. have a drink with me. <laughs> and, and she has the one friend who like caused a whole bunch of trouble. Oh, uh, okay. Kara. We all know a Kara. Can we just discuss this? We for all know a Kara, of course. Like, but <laughs> so we'll, get, we'll, get to, we'll get to Kara. We'll get to okay. Kara. All right, we'll go the, back the to the beginning. Kicks off, though. I, I love the way that it starts off because the way they introduce the characters are, is really well done, I think, because you meet Vaughn, who has a pregnant fiance, uh, clearly cares about her, and he's going to be going off on a trip with his buddy Marcus. Mm-hmm. Marcus shows up. And just right away through their conversation, you can tell like, okay, Marcus is like, you know, the single kind of crazier one. Yeah. And like, it's still a little immature, hasn't really thought about settling down, whatever. The the juxtaposition between their two interactions Mm -hmm. with each other and the pregnant fiance, nothing crazy. It's all very normal, but you can tell right away that, okay, Marcus is more of like, going to be the bad influence and and this and that he he maybe doesn't have the same uh moral fortitude that vaughn has Mm -hmm. um and and that's 
I think that's really well done because there's nothing explicitly said about any of that. It's just in the way they interact with each other. And even on the conversation driving up, uh, you know, Marcus makes a, a quip to Vaughn about, you know, the baby's going to come out looking like, looking like him and he's got to <laughs> keep an eye out for that. Um, which obviously is messing around, but it's was, it was kind of funny and gives you an insight into how Marcus is. So yeah. just really quickly, you understand who these, what, what type of people these, these friends are. And I feel like the way that they introduce the two makes you, the viewer, also identify more with Fawn. Yeah. Like it just, it makes you care for these, for these characters so that later on when the events take place, you know, you will get into it. <laughs> but it just like, I, I found myself, I even wrote it down, like to, to begin with, like the movie's very quiet. There's no music. There's, they don't use music a lot in the movie. Yep. Yep. There's maybe, you know, a handful of scenes that they actually use music. Otherwise, it's just the sounds of nature, the sounds of their footsteps, right. their breathing. Like it just it yep. that adds so much weight into the movie. Yeah, I was very cognizant of that, too, because I we we talked about this with uh, Hold the Dark, I mm -hmm. think, where it was very minimal music, if any at all. Yeah. Um, and they did a great job of just letting the movie breathe and the moments speak yeah, for themselves. Exactly. And, and, and you, you just felt more immersed, it was more nerve wracking almost mm -hmm. by yes. uh, added to the realism of it did of what was going on. Yeah, it felt very raw. And yeah. and I, I wrote mm -hmm. I was like, I love the raw feel, and then I put their friendships feels legit. <laughs> Just yeah. like based on their conversation, the way that they're laughing, looking at each other, not looking at each other and talking. Um, I was a little confused as to how they met um, to begin with. I, I couldn't tell if they were like childhood best friends or if they had just met like in college. Like mm -hmm. that was one thing that I it didn't be it became clear, I guess, more throughout the movie. But right off the bat, I. I was trying to figure out like, well, why has it been so long since they've seen each other? Like it felt like it had been a while. Cause they're like, man, like, how's it going? Like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're engaged and she's pregnant. Like, whoa, like time flies. Like, um, but then again, like maybe it hasn't really been like that long. And that's just like the kind of friend that Marcus is. Cause he's just more involved in his own life. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. And also Vaughn, you know, when you have a pregnant fiance, you're probably not going out as much and, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, maybe there's a pandemic they're going through and they can't see anybody. Mm -hmm. um, oh, but he, he did say that he did say that <laughs> he met Marcus 15 years prior, and I think they were at school together. Uh, maybe like a boarding school. I can't remember if he explicitly said. I think it's a boarding school. I think he. I think he mentioned boarding school, and Marcus like kind of yeah. took him under his wing. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of looked up to Marcus. Well, cause that's where they yeah. learned how to hunt, right. Was at their boarding school. I think that's when we learned that it was at the school that they met it was during yeah, that conversation. I, I, yeah. I can't remember the specifics of it. I just 15 years ago stuck out to me is when mm -hmm. you said they met like at a boarding school and, oh. and Marcus kind of took him under his wing. Oh, good catch. I, I missed the, the year. I think I was like too focused yeah, there, on like the beautiful scenery. <laughs> Yeah, there there weren't a lot of specific details in that though, which I think was fine though. Like, you know, when you meet someone, you're not like filling them in on all of your backstory, right? <laughs> Brady, remember but, like I don't know, five years ago when we met, and <laughs> we'll do a whole episode on maybe it. Maybe four years ago. Hmm. 
let's pause and think about this for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure all our listeners want to know how we met. Yeah, we'll do a whole episode on it. Yeah, it'll be on our Patreon. Uh, you can donate <laughs> as little as you want or as much as you want. <laughs> but anyway, so the boys get into town, a little tiny yeah. town in the Highlands uh, called, how do you pronounce it? Colcran? Col Colcaran. I, Col- I think it was Colcaran. Col Colcaran. Colcaran. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I love the accents. I couldn't get enough of it. Um, And they pull up into like the most gorgeous building. It just seemed so like, well, to me, it felt historical, but like like, probably over there, it's like any old building. (laughs) Cause it's England. Like I don't know. It's Scotland. But but no, I was like absolutely in love with this building. And it was the, the Cochrane Inn. And, you know, they just, this is, it's a minor scene, but it weighed, to me, it, it, it weighed a lot when they're signing in um, as guests, right? And mm-hmm. the, the hostess is bringing out, you know, just like a binder that you go and you sign your name. She's like, oh, Marcus and Vaughn, like, let me get your rooms. And her little like son walks out and he's just kind of like looking up at the two men, like, you know, the, the strangers coming into town. They probably don't get a lot of like people coming in. And the way Vaughn like looks at him and I think he calls him like, hey, little man, or like, hey, he, like he says something to him that like plucked at my heartstrings. Cause I was like, oh my God, look at him trying to be like already a dad. Like he's already thinking about it. Like he's, mm. <laughs> and I don't know if it was meant to even be like that important, but to me, it felt like an important scene to show that like, even though he's out there hunting with his friend and like, this is his last hurrah. Like he, his mind is still back home going like, oh my God, like I'm going to become a father. Like I'm, you know, yeah. planting roots. I'm doing that. Like, so I don't know, just like the way he interacted with the, and he just kept like looking at the boy, like even when the camera like pans over to show like Marcus and the, the hostess, like talking about stuff, like Vaughn is still staring at the kid and smiling. And I was just like, I don't know, I guess I, w- that, and that's what I meant. Like, I, I felt like I identified more with Vaughn than I did with Marcus. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I just thought it was a cute scene. So, but yeah. they, you know, they settle in and they head over to the town pub, the uh, stags, what was it? Stags head. <laughs> the name of, and the then, <laughs> when they like walk in, there's just like antlers everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought that that was, so I was like, oh, great. Like they're in the right place, right? They're going up there for hunting. Like this place seems to be yeah. the place to hunt. <laughs> or as the Scots call it, stalking. Stalking. Yeah. I, I laughed like maybe out loud when he's like, oh, like when they get into the pub and they're talking to, um, I already forgot his name. One of the Douglas brothers there. Was it Douglas? Right? Mc- whatever. <laughs> 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 they're talking to him and he's just like oh you boys out here to like stalk and yeah. i was like is that like a euphemism like is it like because a- <laughs> like they walk into this pub and there's like no young like they're the youngest people there and there's like all men and like maybe like one lady and we both know that they're straight so it's just like who are they stalking <laughs> like i was so <laughs> confused like of course my mind went there right yeah. I'm glad that Vaughn also like questioned it. And I was like, oh, good. See, because then that made me identify more with him. Like, he's also confused. I'm confused. It's okay to feel confused. He's a city boy. He's yeah. a city boy. Whew. Love it. So 
we're in the bar. The boys kind of like push M- McClay. Is it McClay, right? I'm going to keep messing up his name. Well, someone, someone comes out. This is kind of a, a key moment, which is why we'll bring it, bring it up. But someone, there are two women there who are like the only women. Well, yeah, I was getting to that. <laughs> right. And, and someone comes up and says, you, know, you want to watch out for her. Kara, your friend Kara. But that's after. You're ahead of me. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't sure if we wanted to go through every single scene, every single thing that happened. Well, no, I mean, not every single scene. I just meant like, because I thought it was important to show how the boys like dismiss the brother there. Like they're, they kind of like, you know, like um, Marcus kind of turns his back to him, like to say like, you know, guy, get out of here. Like, and like he, and he takes the hint. And like, I just wanted to show like how, the brother there is very respectful. Like he comes in, he introduces himself. He's trying to get to know these outsiders. He mentions about, you know, the next town over how this town's kind of dying. And the other town has like more hunting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. But, like, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. So like we get like a little more background into like this town where, you know, there's just, there's not a lot going on. Like they were known for hunting, but mm-hmm. because of whatever's going on next door, the other town over, like they haven't had people come through. So like, when strangers come by, like everyone's going to be looking. Um, and I think that adds to the pressure that the, the, the two men are now feeling like they're coming in to this town, not thinking, I, I feel like they weren't thinking they were going to be like the center of attention. And now suddenly they walk into this pub, everyone's staring, you know, everyone knows that they're coming into town. Um, because they're the outsiders. Oh, the outsiders. So then like yeah. that feeling of being the outsider, I think plays into the rest of the movie too. Because mm-hmm. like it doesn't it doesn't matter what they do, they're still yeah. gonna be the outsiders. And right. this McLean, it's McLean, right? I keep saying it, but I don't remember anymore. McClay. McClay. I'm adding it. McClay with a mech at the beginning. Yeah, McClay. Yeah. <laughs> McClay with the mech. <laughs> Mechanical clay. Got it. Um, so McClay is being very hospitable, right? Like he's just like, you know, welcome to town. Glad to see new faces. What are you boys up to? Here's some yep. advice. And mm-hmm. the boys are like, nah, man, like we're just here to fucking drink and then go shooting, like get out of here. Mm-hmm. And he still just says like, you know what? I get the hint. That's fine. I'm going to walk away. And still throughout the movie, this guy is very poised. <laughs> Even when the boys like, you know, were rude to him. Like he's still very, I just, I thought that added character to, to, yeah. to this yep, guy. Definitely. Like, yeah. So yeah. So they talk to him, and then and then the women. He he is kind <laughs> of like the equivalent of Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Like Logan is to Vaughn as Brian is to Marcus. Yeah. Like those two are the more like you know, emotional, mm-hmm. you know, uh, possibly might go off the rails types. And Logan and Vaughn are uh, not that Vaughn was uh, very stoic at any point, but mm-hmm. had more of a moral compass. It yeah. seemed, and then uh, they're they're two compadres. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Marcus is more of a you know act first, think later type of. Yeah, and Vaughn, so like, f- yeah, he goes more with his heart, and the other one goes more with his instinct. Yeah, there it eh, is. Eh. <laughs> so yeah, so the two only women, I guess, in town show up at the pub. And um, the boys get involved. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Right. Well, we, we later find out why. But anyways. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and so one of one guy comes over, and again, there there we brought up the two McClay brothers, but there are mm-hmm. other people involved yeah. in town here. Like uh, the McClay, all, they all son? just kind of play a minor role in some way. Mm-hmm. But someone comes over and says to one oh, of the guys, "He's the garage, the garage guy." <laughs> right, the garage guy, the, <laughs> the mechanic, mechanic comes over and says, "You want to watch out for Kara. Like she's trouble. Don't get involved with her." Mm-hmm. of course marcus don't tell me what to do with her. yeah exactly <laughs> they end up they end up going home together and vaughn and iona the other woman mm-hmm. uh talk and vaughn's just like hey look like nothing's gonna happen i have a pregnant fiance back home and Iona's like look i've had a awful week let's just go down to the bar another bar yeah, and her aunt owes it or something. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and just share, just share a drink with me. He's mm-hmm. like, that's totally fair. So they do that. It's completely innocent. And uh, the next day, Marcus barges into the room, and obviously he hooked up with Kara, and uh, we don't understand at the time what the consequences of that would be. But it's time to hit the road. So they hit the road and go stalking, mm-hmm. and they stalk Which, a deer. Before we even get to this, the recipe for disaster. <laughs> Can we talk about how they're like hungover from the night before? They like barely mm. got any sleep. They're not wearing orange and they're going hunting. I mean, I don't know what the laws are in Scotland. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But that was the first thing I wrote was not wearing orange. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even think of that because I, again, I, maybe that's a cultural thing or American laws or mm. I don't know a whole lot about hunting. In, right. Even in the U.S. But they talk about the like some of the laws too that they're breaking of Vaughn forgets his ammunition. And so um, Marcus is like, you know, whatever, just like use one of my guns. And that comes into play to the movie. But but they make it a, a point of saying like, wait, like that's illegal to use somebody else's gun. Right. So it's like they're breaking so many laws <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that makes sense. Um, and Marcus... Yeah, we, oh- we find out too that um, Marcus was doing cocaine the night before because like Vaughn is like, dude, like, how are you so wired right now? Like mm-hmm. I'm so hungover. Like you, you had a wild night. Like, how are you like this today? And then he, you know, kind of makes a comment and Vaughn's like, oh man, I thought you like stop that shit. And he's like, oh, come on, it's my vacation. Blah! You know? And yeah. so, so it's like, okay, so one's on drugs. One's hung. Well, well they're both hung over, but one's more hung over than the other. They're using mm-hmm. other people's guns. I'm just going to stick to the orange bit. They're not wearing anything to show that they're in the woods. Um, we don't know if that's a thing though there. I know, but it's just, it adds to, to me, it added as like a more sense of danger because yeah. I know that this movie, they're going to get into shenanigans. I don't know what the shenanigans are. I'm assuming it's going to have, it's going to be something with, I mean, anytime there's guns involved and in a movie that's supposed to be a thriller drama, I'm like, somebody is going to like misfire, shoot their own foot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Lose a penis. Who cares? It's a different movie. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so like for me, like seeing all these like little warning signs, I'm like, oh, it's going down. Something's going to happen. Something's going to like, and I was already like swallowing my heart. Like it just, it felt like it was at my throat already. Cause I felt tense. And again, like there's no music, everything's quiet. They're just like eerily walking through the woods. And I just kept thinking like, no one knows that they're like wearing like brown and green. Like they, they, they look like the woods. I'm like, someone's going to yeah. shoot them. Someone, they're, I, they're getting shot. That was my thought the whole time. I was like, 
Marcus is going to get shot <laughs> and Vaughn's going to have to like crawl out of the woods or something. <laughs> like with- I was not on edge at all. That's so funny. I, I was just, I was heavy chilling. I was just watching and that, that made the moment yeah. more impactful, I think, because <sighs> I wasn't ready for anything. Should we talk about the moment? We have to talk about the moment. We have to talk about the moment. So listeners, if you haven't seen the movie, I just want to say it one last time. Stop right here. Yeah. Go watch the movie. Get at least 20 minutes in, in the movie and then come back and talk to us. <laughs> it was less than 20 minutes. It was like, I don't know. It was 19 minutes, 19 and like 15 seconds in or something. Cause I remember I paused it and I rewatched it. <laughs> Marcus and Vaughn have been stalking a deer. Mm-hmm. A doe. And a female deer. <laughs> Sorry. It's the sound of music references. <laughs> it wasn't a doe, was it? It was a doe. It didn't have antlers. They wouldn't they wouldn't hunt a doe though. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's all they were making so many bad decisions. It didn't have antlers. Should it we didn't? pause? Should we pause? <laughs> I have to I have to look. Now. Look it up. Cause he's like pointing it at her head. <laughs> Unless it just because they lose their antlers. So they it do, could, yeah. It could have just it could have been a, a but then how do you know a, a buck? I don't <laughs> it was like 19 minutes. Yeah, there are, there are definitely no antlers. Definitely. This is so rattling. I wanna so can you hunt females in I know like I think Pennsylvania like pays you to hunt their deer because like the deer population is like so fucked up. So I think there you can like actually kill the females because like we're just trying to because we don't want them to die of starvation. So like we we're doing them a favor by hunting them because there's just not enough property for them because we've taken it all by building houses this is now an environmental fucking podcast and (laughs) i'm about to get very angry (laughs) getting back to the deer (laughs) the the doe i guess it's a doe it's a doe i'm i'm rattled do these guys have no idea what they're doing because he so he takes out his gun and Vaughn has the gun. He's looking at the, the deer. Yep. And he aims at the head. At the head. <laughs> huh? Like, he thinks it's so cool, right? Like headshot. Like, I mean, I get like you don't want to spoil the meat, but no, you you shoot it in the heart. You hit you the, shoot it in the heart. You hit the heart. I, I know nothing about hunting, but I feel like I know for a fact that's what you do. You don't you don't shoot the thing in the head. Yeah, no. But, well, there is, like I said, like some people do want to, because you could like mangle it <laughs> and then you you spoil the meat that way. If you're a bad shot. But then if you're a bad shot, you wouldn't be aiming for the head either. <laughs> you aim for the bigger target though. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like part of the problem is he's aiming at the head. Mm-hmm. He has it in his sight. Yep. He's hungover. He pulls the trigger. And the deer moves its head just a little bit. Yeah. And there's a kid right behind it. Like right in the line of fire. Boom. And where does he hit the kid? Right in the head. Right in the fucking head. The symbolism. 
Oh my God. And Thais, my, my jaw was, I mean, my jaw was out to lunch. I mean, it was <laughs> just, just because JBD has become so much. We talk about, or I keep talking about how that departed moment with the elevator is like the most shocking moment in major cinema history. <laughs> this was like up there. This is like the most shocking moment in like major Netflix cinema history. I, for like five minutes, I was just like, my jaw was dropped and I yeah. could not believe it that he just smoked this kid in the head. And it's like, mm-hmm. we've like, we've all been in a situation where it's like, you know, something happens. And you're like, God, I just wish, you know, you make a wrong turn, like in a car accident mm-hmm. or something. And you're like, if I just didn't do that one thing, like my day wouldn't have been ruined by that. Yep this is times like a billion yep like that we know that feeling on like such a basic level compared to that where it's like god we could have just come up here had a good time everything yep. would have been normal we'd gone mm-hmm. home and now it's like our entire lives are ruined and their lives are ruined and like everything's gone to hell and, and it was like yeah i i audibly was just like <gasps> you know when yeah. it happened and i paused to like catch my breath to like understand what just happened yeah yeah I, I rewound too I rewound and then I rewound and watched it again just to see it and and I get I watched it like three times and it was just as powerful <laughs> that scene yeah, yeah um, it's, it's shocking and I felt like every time I watched it it like sunk in even more because Vaughn the moral one the innocent one the one that's expecting a kid just shot someone else's kid in the head yeah you know, the person that didn't even want to go to the trip. He wanted to stay home with his fiance. Mm-hmm. Like, the, you know, it, oh, my God. Oh. And I thought, the, so the events from there on out, because this is where a movie can fall apart because people start doing ridiculous stuff mm-hmm. and, like, it goes off the rails. I thought it was all very realistic in that they, I mean, they both saw it and they were both, they couldn't move, like, mm-hmm. just in absolute shock. And they puked. Like, uh, that's another thing that I think is important. Like, a lot of movies, like, whenever people find dead bodies, like, for some reason, like, maybe some will scream and stuff. Yeah. But, like, I feel like the 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 actual reaction should be of feeling, like, nauseous. Yeah. Like, you're seeing someone that doesn't have life anymore. Yeah. Like, it should, I don't know. For sure. Everyone reacts you. differently. And some people yeah. definitely would, would get sick. Um, but they run over, look at the body the kid seems like he's alone but then you hear a father yelling his name sammy mm-hmm. and uh the father finally comes over sees the body on the ground goes up grabs him oh my um, god and like all vaughn can say is i didn't see him i didn't see him i didn't see him he's yeah, just repeating he, it he didn't he Ugh. didn't and again knowing nothing about hunting over there any of the laws whatever seems like a wild move for a father to be walking with his kid through like hunting a hunting area right like i i at least know here like i've been up in maine during hunting season new hampshire and Mm -hmm. signs are posted everywhere that it's a hunting area and you you know avoid it and and wear orange or uh, some sort of identifying colors yeah um so i don't know if you know because of the history there it's just kind of assume that you you do that or people are supposed to know that or if they were where they weren't supposed to be at all mm-hmm. um so i i don't know any of that but it seems like a wild move by the father and yeah to, to put his kid in that situation well we learn a little bit later in the movie um that it's all it's like the the last weekend before like hunting season ends that's what the the big 
um, bonfire bonfire party is yeah. is a like it, it it marks the end of the hunting season and all this talk about the next town over having all the the game like maybe this father and son duo were like you know what no one ever comes hunting you know what I mean like no one's coming in, in this town no one's been here for years like the woods are safe and I'm sure the kid was like dad, look, a doe, like, I'm going to go touch it. And the dad's like, whoa, buddy, like, slow down. Like, can you imagine seeing it from the, 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 the father's point of yeah. view? Yeah. Like, cause I bet that that's what the kid was doing. I mean, it's a kid. I do that. If I see a deer, I'm like, oh my God, I want to go near it. <laughs> and then it's like, but wait, like people are hunting probably <laughs> like, yeah. be careful, like look around, you know? And um, so I, I'm thinking that's what it was. It was just like, you know what? It's, you know, the last weekend of hunting, like no one's going to be out there. Like the, the father and son probably just, cause they live there. They know these woods I'm assuming, you know? And so they probably felt safe. Still a crazy move last week in a hunting wait till the yeah. next weekend when there's no hunting. True. Yeah. You could have just waited, but in a town that hasn't seen anybody in years, like maybe, I mean, why risk it? I mean, we can go on and on, but yeah, we can go on and on. It's, it's... <laughs> and again, we don't know what we're talking about because we don't know like what the laws are what the traditions are over there and stuff but it yeah. seems like a wild play and anyway that the father picks up the gun that was left on the ground oh, man. and he you know he's not being aggressive with it Mm-mm. but he is pointing it at vaughn but yeah but he's he's holding it low for that type of gun too like he it's not like he was holding it like up against like his shoulder like you know because right. it's, it's a rifle like he's holding it as if it's like a shotgun but it, his his finger is on the trigger. True, but it's like a and contemplative. He can, <laughs> he can pull the trigger and kill him. Yeah, I guess he was close enough that it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so we ju- we just see him doing this, and then boom, a hole opens up in his heart because Marcus, off in the distance, we don't see him, but he shoots him in the chest because he's afraid that he might kill his buddy, or maybe more importantly he's trying to cover up this crime that they just committed. Yeah. You can make the argument that it was self-defense, but I think it's a shaky argument really. And as we find out later, you know, one Vaughn was drunk or mm-hmm. if not drunk, he was drinking, which is enough when you're yeah. using guns. Yeah. Um, Marcus was probably on cocaine. And, yeah. and he and has drunk. like a cushy job back in the, in the city or whatever. And he, a, and he has a cushy job. And Vaughn was using a weapon that he shouldn't have been using. Mm -hmm. Like those are crimes right there. You add in a a murder. Yeah. And there's going to be some sort of repercussions. It might Mm -hmm. not be like the equivalent of murder one, but it could be manslaughter, murder two, or or something serious where there's going to be hard prison time. And so you can make the argument that Marcus, well, self-defense might have been a minor motive. He's more just trying to cover up the crime that, that they just committed. Yeah. I think it was entirely selfish because yeah, he's still like high probably from the night before. Maybe he did cocaine in the morning so that he wasn't hung over anymore. Like whatever it yeah. was all, you know, adrenaline's pumping through everybody's veins. And because he is a, you know, think first, I mean, act first, think later. Like that was his, his, you know, his go-to mm-hmm. was just like, clean it clean it up no one needs to know yep, yep. and at, at this point marcus basically says he drags the bodies off to the side and he says we're going to come back tonight and bury these bodies mm-hmm. and at this point i like to point out that the the title of the movie is caliber yes 
And caliber really has two definitions. And one is the quality of someone's character. <gasps> and two is the, the size of a barrel, the internal barrel of a gun. Mm-hmm. And there was, you know, talk about the ammunition and the size of the ammunition. I uh, gave Vaughn like a 22 rifle, I think, 22 caliber rifle. And we're now seeing the caliber of their character. Mm-hmm. And, and of so their I, crime. And, and of their, and their crime. <laughs> and so, you know, you have those two definitions of caliber and how perfectly they fit for what just happened and what's going to continue mm-hmm. happening yeah. the rest of the movie as we, we see deeper the caliber of Vaughn's character and Marcus's character and even the, the McClay brothers and others in the town. Yeah. And speaking of like events, like the pacing of this movie, I thought was so well done. Mm-hmm. You know, there were, I mean, yep. it slows down, picks up, slows down, but it never feels like I didn't feel bored. Even in like the slow moments, I still felt like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? You know, like tension the whole time. So That's much just, tension man. without music. Again, this movie, yeah. it just, the way that they're acting, the, the dialogue is very realistic. I feel like the way that they're talking to you, it's not like, it doesn't feel like they're explaining it to the viewers of what's going on. I hate yeah. when like they do like something like that where they're just like, well, next we're going to have to go here because X, Y, Z. And, and it's like, I'm not stupid. Like, just mm-hmm. go there. <laughs> and like, yeah. that's what the movie does. I think they did it beautifully in that sense. Um, and it just, it, it, it just keeps going for a whole movie. And like, this was 20 minutes into the movie. We still have an hour and 20 minutes left. And in my head, I'm like, what is going to happen in the next hour and 20 like because this is the worst that could possibly happen so i'm like how can it get worse from here and they did it they i mean i loved it i love how this movie ends i love how it got there i love the ride i would watch it again (laughs) even knowing exactly how it ends i would still watch it again I, i would too and you know i i don't really have even a lot to say about a lot of the stuff in the middle it was just they go back to town mm-hmm. and you know, people people are like let's party again basically you know the girls are back like oh we're gonna hang out mm-hmm. and they're both like oh shit we're like we just killed a guy they're obviously in shambles yeah um and uh, they can't party or have a good time and plus they have to go back at night and mm-hmm. bury these bodies to try to make sure that they're not discovered for yeah. you know hopefully months or, or whatever. But they also can't act strange because then the townspeople are going to notice like these two are acting yeah. weird. Like the night before yeah. they were partying, why not tonight? Or you, you know they they handled it well and just like obviously in that situation, you're just like oh it's been a long day and we got blitzed last night and mm-hmm. you know we're getting old so we just got to shut it down. Yeah. But I don't know how they pulled off you know like sneaking out and driving back into the woods. Well, I mean, I guess they, they kind of didn't, right? Because the little boy at the end did see them when they got back. Right. But, the, okay, so when they go and bury the bodies, I, I didn't even think of this. And it was interesting to watch it happen, like to play out where Marcus is like, Vaughn is digging now. They keep taking turns and who's digging. And Marcus is like pointing the flashlight like over at a tree. And I was like, what is he looking for? And then he finds you know, the bullet in the, in the stump. Yeah. And then he's thinking about the other bullet that went through the kid's head. He can't find it. Mm-hmm. 
And then he looks at the kid, checks the back of his head and there's no blood. So he realizes that the bullet's now in his head. And I literally wrote, oh my God, the other one is in the kid's head. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> like yeah. my notes, all caps, so many exclamation marks. Because I'm like, not only now, like, because yeah, it makes sense, I guess. Like if they were to find the bodies, because obviously they're going to find the bodies, right? Like Marcus is thinking ahead. He's like, this is only going to buy us time. But like yeah. once they have inevitably find these bodies, like, I mean, which hopefully they don't, but if they do, they can trace it back to me with the bullet. So we have to retrieve this bullet. And I'm like, not only did you just shoot a kid in the face, but now you're going to slice him open. Like you're just, it's just adding on to like the guilt. Like, and it was one of those things where like, I, <laughs> This whole time, I think at even at this point, I think I was rooting for them. Like, I'm thinking like, yeah, that's smart. Like, hide all the evidence. Like, definitely bury them six feet under. And then when they can't, I'm like, that's okay. Like, just bury them as much as you can. Like, get back to the house. Like, I'm rooting for them, rooting, rooting. And it wasn't until um, later on when the brothers are like, well, because we find out who the, the victims were. And it mm -hmm. was like... There, was it their brother-in-law or actual brother and nephew? Either way, it's family. I have no idea. Yeah. It, yeah. Family. So it was family. The whole town seems like family. Yeah. I mean, it's a small town. And yeah. um, so they're like, we're going to do a search party. You outsiders, like, come help us. Like, show mm -hmm. some character here. Like, yep. come help us. And they bring a dog. And they're like, good boy, like, sniff this and go find the bodies, like, dog. Oh, my God. When they had the dog there. And that was the moment that it hit me of like, wait, no, I should be rooting for these people finding the victims. And that's why it was so hard when I was <laughs> introducing the characters, like they're protagonists, but are they? Like, but are they? They're like, not, but. Because you care but, you know, about when, when you watch a movie like this, you, you root for the people you meet, like the main characters, mm -hmm. no, really no matter what they do. It's yeah. Not like uh, the Walter White syndrome, you know, Breaking Bad and. <laughs> You know, you root for these guys who it's just for some reason you root for them. Yeah, because you feel and that's and that's what I meant. Like in the beginning of the movie, like it made you already like identify with them. So now you witness this terrible thing happen. You also wanted to go away. Like yeah. so you're kind of like, no, let's not get caught. <laughs> Hide and, the and bodies. Because, <laughs> you know, what they you saw was an accident. Mm -hmm. So they're not awful people. It's just that was an accident and then it went too far. And yeah. like they handled it poorly, yeah. but you still see, you still saw their point of view and how it was an accident. Yeah. And so it's, it makes it easier to root for them. Mm -hmm. But as soon as those, as soon as the dog came out, I was like, they are They're done. done. <laughs> and they were, how quickly did the dogs find that <laughs> body? How too? I mean, I, <laughs> dogs are impressive uh, yeah <laughs> which i mean okay not every dog will just go and like sniff shit out but clearly right. like it this is a hunting town so yeah. like that it was a german shepherd yeah, like, a like trained yeah, animal, yeah. <laughs> like german that... shepherds are like and those are police dogs yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and knew how to find the scent and knew how to like take a person down um and then oh mm, maybe we should have started with that listeners if you're against animals dying in movies Maybe skip this movie because the pup does that? die. The pup died. Marcus kills the dog. Oh, the knife. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So if that's triggering for some people, you know, um, when the boys are running into the woods and the dog's chasing them, just fast forward. You don't need to see it. Yeah, you don't need to see it. <laughs> um, but that was, yeah, that was the, 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 the moment that I, that I was just questioning, like, wait a second, who am I rooting for? Am I rooting for, you know, justice or am I rooting for these characters? Because I feel for them. And yeah. it was tough because I kept going back and forth. I'm like, I feel for them, but also like, you know, there are victims like those families like need to know where their like mm-hmm. son is, where their husband is. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause if it was me, if I was the wife and I was like, I'm worried that my husband and son haven't come back from camping. Like I would want to know what happened to them. You know what happened. Yeah, of course. You know? And, and it's tough. Cause I guess I wanted to ask you that, like if that, ugh, I really hope this never happens to you, but if you accidentally shot somebody like, immediately go to the police right and to try and explain yourself even if you are drunk even if you were if you if you wait for like a minute (laughs) you're like you're guilty you're just adding more guilt you have to do it immediately yeah (sighs) you just get you just gotta swallow the pill like it sucks but you just you have to do it yeah um there were there's not many things in this movie that i can say i didn't like about it there was one thing that I wrote down that I just, it kind of took me away from the movie just for a quick second was when they do finally find the bodies and, you know, the group of the, the, the search party just like all gets down on their knees and they start like, you know, clawing at the ground yeah, and they immediately yeah. find the body. The boys were out there digging that hole for hours with the goddamn shovel. Yeah. But these guys were able to claw at the ground for two seconds and they found the body. Like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> but other than that, I mean, if that's the worst thing I can say about this movie, then no, it, was, it was a really good movie, really well done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just, I don't know, which brings us to the sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the Kalkaran Inn, located in the lovely town of Kalkaran, the highest town in the Highlands where our meadow is, where we have all emotion and let instinct kick in. Book a room now and you'll receive a complimentary pint of IPA and drams of a frog at our locals' favourite pub and restaurant, The Stag's Heed, where they serve the best venison in the area. Don't you dare go to the country club 50 miles up the road. You don't want to get hunted by us and forced to kill your best friend, do you? New to hunting? Don't fret. Just follow these five easy steps. 1. Be hungover. 2. Get high on cocaine. 3. Use someone else's gun. 4. Aim for the heed. 5. Cover up your crimes. Call Karen in. Come for the hunt, but stay for the guilt. Wow, yeah, that sounds beautiful. I would definitely go there. Oh, yeah. Except I wouldn't go hunting there. And if I was, were yeah, to, I, I, I would wear orange, you know, like the yeah. American. I- <laughs> we should look up hunting laws in Scotland just to make sure, because like this is really weighing in my mind. <laughs> It's, it's just one, it's one of those things that's good to know. Yeah. You know what? Side sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the color orange. Wear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. That's the sponsor. Wear it. <laughs> what a wild ride. Yeah, that was good. So good. Oh, actually... Uh, sh- should we discuss the ending in the movie? Should we let it linger? Um, I'm fine either way. If yeah, we can we can get into it. It's um, I liked it. 
I thought I thought it was well. I think uh, I mean, what a tough position to be in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do it. I thinking back to how Vaughn started off in the movie to the person he became at the end, like mm-hmm. the evolution of this character from being you know this like I'm just gonna go along with whatever my buddy says to now you know taking action, being like you know what this is my life. And I have people I need to protect now. Yeah. And you put me in this position. Like, it almost felt like, like right at the end when he's pointing the gun, like, it was just like the look in his eye was just like, I'm sorry, but like, had you not done those things, like I wouldn't have been in this position. Yeah. Like that was like what I like felt. Vaughn shot the kid though. Right. But he wouldn't have gone on this hunting trip if it wasn't Marcus's idea. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe like that was his justification in his mind. He was just like, you know, Marcus, like you're always putting me in these situations. Like, I'm sorry, man. Like I wanted to go to the cops and you didn't, you shot the guy. I shot the kid. I take responsibility for that, but I wanted to go to the police. I don't think Vaughn has any moral high ground to stand on yeah. at all. At any time he could have gone to the police. Yeah. Like they could have gone back and he could have gone to the police. Like he, he shot his buddy in the head. Mm -hmm. and i guess that shows his character too of like just following what his friend does you know even though he's like sitting there going like we should have gone to the police we should have done x y and z yet he's still over there burying bodies and like hiding Mm -hmm. the bloody clothes and (laughs) yeah yeah like vaughn's not a good guy yeah and then one last question. How did you feel about the very last scene of the movie with Vaughn, like basically staring into you, into your soul? Oh, I loved it. I loved that, like breaking of the fourth wall. I thought mm-hmm. that was dope. And just Haunted. like holding the baby. I wanted him to be like, when he picked up the baby to be like, quiet down, Marcus, or like Sammy. Like I wanted the I was baby. To say, I thought the name would have some significance. They didn't say a name though, did they? I don't think so. No. Yeah, maybe they did, and they <laughs> caught it because the director was like, "Okay, that doesn't work." But yeah, it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> I I I was like, the whole end of the movie, I was like, the kid's gonna be named Marcus or something. <laughs> like. He's gonna be no, called. It is, it is in a way like Marcus sacrificed himself to, you know, make this possible. Mm-hmm. That's not really the case. He didn't really have a choice in it, but yeah. Oh. <sighs> There's so much. I mean, no one won. There are no winners in this story. No. Like, not the, uh, I mean, the kid, maybe. Maybe Kara. I think Kara is like the only one that. So I think, I think Vaughn's <laughs> kid maybe was a one, you know, he got his father. That's. Yeah, but what a father, huh? An absent. Like, I'm sure that like his dad's going to probably drink himself to death because he's not going to be able to take the guilt could of be. killing his best yeah, friend and be. another life. He's got to take this opportunity and earn it. <sighs> I hope he does. Boy. So what do you think is going to happen in Caliber 2? Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) That's problematic. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden we see young Marcus (laughs) holding a gun. Marcus comes back. Yeah. (laughs) He never actually died. Oh, my God. (laughs) Maybe Kara will get shot. I'll cut that part out. She had, yeah, this is this can be post show, but she had like the most punchable face 
in the history yes. of faces. When like anytime something was happening, she was there with like that smug look on her face. Oh like, my mm. god, the nastiest like ratchet. Like I can't. Oh my god. I hate her face so much. And like she was just smirking the whole time. They're like, "You fucked my friend's daughter," and she's like, like chewing her gum or yeah. whatever. She's like, "Yeah, that's yeah. me." Like, nah. yep, that's me. Haha. <sighs> And, like, you know she said something just because he didn't hook up with her the next night. Yep. Yeah. She probably, like, went crying. And she was like, she and was then like I had to try drugs. He made me have drugs. Like, big city boy drugs. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I'm going to cause this guy so much pain now. <sighs> the worst. Actually, that scene uh, when they're at the bar and um, the, the angry brother there, like, he takes a beer because he's holding a cup of beer right while he's talking to the boys and he's like i should apologize and i you know if i were to apologize i'd say this and whatever and blah 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 blah. and then he like slams the beer cup on the on the table and like beer flies everywhere the very next shot of the table that cup is gone mm. yeah and the Ooh. table is dry and then um the camera changes back to him and then they like the the camera like winds a little bit and everyone walks away and then you see the second glass with beer around it mm. But it was for a split second. That yep. glass wasn't there. And we'll it was bone dry. Which I feel like it's a common misconception because like blood flows through your bones. So technically it's wet. This is a science podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> environmental science podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have like two, three months from now, we have Greta Thunberg on here. Yeah. Have her watched the movie? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> hotel or anything oh man well listeners this has been another wild ride if you're still not convinced that you should watch this movie i mean why are you listening to us at this point like just (laughs) go find another podcast Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's reverse psychology brady if we tell them (laughs) oh i get it i'm on board they're gonna want to stay (laughs) definitely check out this movie let us know in the comments or you know email us tweet at us do whatever you want send us carrier pigeons we'll give you our address whatever let us know how much you love this movie if you also would have you know worn orange while out there in the woods and how much you wanted to punch Karen in the face <laughs> uh, check us out at worth watching once on instagram and ww1pod on twitter and once again thanks for listening Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just put up the peace sign. I'm sure people <laughs> will see it. <laughs>